Okay, boys and girls, sports fans, assorted waifs and strays, and Derek. You know who you are. So, today is Friday the 15th of February, I think it is, or is it the 16th of February? 15th, dude. 15th? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day yesterday. And I am in my little office with a very special guest. Go on, who are you? Yeah, that would be John Reed. <laughs> Doing my ugly American heads to Yorkshire routine. Yeah, right. Okay. So we're going to bring you a, a, a very different show today because uh, for those who are paying attention, I didn't do a daily and that was because I was ensconced in sunny Brighton and it was sunny um, for what we have uh, twice a year, which is our all hands meeting, which means that uh, John comes over from the US and the rest of us trot down to Brighton and sit in a, a conference room and um, try and think about the future. Basically, we lock ourselves in a room for a day and see if we don't kill each other. Yeah, there's that as well. And um, I, I think the score is, is that everybody survived, yeah? So far. But we did have to declare a podcast emergency. We did. Which we, is why we're here. Yeah, indeed. So anyway, John, look, do you want to talk very briefly about some of the things that we're, we're thinking about going forward? We can give them a little inside baseball, I think. Yeah, well, I think one of the things we're trying to figure out at, at Digenomica is how, how it is that we serve up the the best possible content for the people that we care about, which are, are is our enterprise uh, audience. And, you know, I think the thing about people in the enterprise is that they're the people we're trying to reach are passionate about trying to change the enterprise, make the enterprise a better place to be. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much information that you need to sort of comb through and make sense of to do that. And yep. so what we're trying to do is to figure out how we can help with that in a more powerful way than we have before. So yeah, yeah, does yeah. That, is that fair enough? Yeah, yeah, I guess it, it does. So what are a couple of the things that we're thinking about doing? So, I mean, a lot of it is subscription-based stuff, right? Yeah. It's giving people an opportunity to subscribe to things that, that matter to them. And so we, you know, we've been, our, our biggest vertical launch to date has been the government site, which focuses mm. a lot on transparency and governance with a fair amount of UK emphasis. Mm. But we really, let's face it, we haven't done as good a job as we think we should in terms of uh, curating stuff that matters and getting it out to people on a subscription basis. So yeah. we're kind of looking at that. Part of the thinking there is that we're all too busy to, on a daily basis, go and hunt stuff down. So the more you can kind of say, hey, sign up for this, we'll give it to you. It's sort of a value exchange. Hmm. We, we want to deliver something to you, so we want you to invite us into our world. And in a post-GDPR world, we need people to say we want this because yeah. otherwise it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it's still sad, I think is the word I'd prefer to use, that a significant number of American companies just don't understand the whole GDPR setup or, you know, what, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But, you know. Well, and I think it's kind of, a, in a way, I guess it may sound like a cliche because who doesn't have an email newsletter right now? And so part of our <laughs> part of our job and all of this stuff, and we, we do, we've had a daily for a while yeah. and we have a weekly as well which which I'm which I write mm. which is based on hits and misses but but the, the gist of it is that how do we do it differently how do we do it in a in a kick-ass engaging way that helps people do their jobs better yeah 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 you okay. know so that's what we're trying to figure out yep. and and you know if you in the audience have ideas we would count on you to get in our face and tell us better ways to do things so hopefully you will yeah 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 because we're all overloaded in the first place aren't we indeed right so moving swiftly on um, because after we sort of argued that around, we just did beer, didn't we, basically? 
Pretty much. <laughs> okay, so what happened that we missed out on that we haven't told them about, other than Amazon deciding they're not going to go to New York after all, and everybody's really pissed about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was interesting because I, I, I did this review of Diginomica's recent di- uh, diversity coverage the other day, and uh, one of the quotes that I put out there today was, ethnic strife, anti-immigrant sentiment, and revolts of excluded populations are not just externa- externalities, but topics of deep concern to enterprises. And then we have an emergency, state of emergency declared in the U.S., which is perhaps a constitutional crisis. Who knows? The point being, like, there's all these economic factors running around that affect what we do in our daily jobs. And yeah. I think it's an interesting dilemma for publications like ours because we don't want to get caught up in the, you know, the, the right-wing or left-wing stances on certain issues. But I think there is a sense that the way forward involves reckoning with these things. There's no longer... Oh, business over here, ethics over here, enterprise over here. You can't can't live that way anymore. Well, you never have. It's just that it's much right. more important now than perhaps it has been in the past. And uh, uh, yeah, so one thing I thought was particularly interesting this week was a headline from the Guardian: "New AI fake text generator may be too dangerous to release." Say creators, which I thought was pretty intriguing. And it's from this uh, OpenAI initiative, which is currently declining to release their their AI text generator. And I was looking at some samples of it and it's pretty cool. It, I mean, cool slash scary slash terrifying where they fed this text generator, the first sentence in George Orwell's 1984, and it delivered a very coherent second sentence potential to that novel. Really? Yeah. What did it say? Uh, well, I'll have to scroll down and find it here. Uh, it also, it also did the same thing with, uh, okay. So what the system says next after the opening line is Orwell saying, it was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. The system recognizes the vaguely futuristic tone and novelistic style, and this is the computer writing this. I was in my car on my way to a new job in Seattle. I put the gas in, put the key in, and then I let it run. I just imagine what the day would be like 100 years from now. In 2045, I was a teacher in some school in a poor part of rural China. I started with Chinese history and the history of science. Hmm. That's... Interesting. Yeah, and 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 like a level of sort of machine-like creativity, um, and then it had a very credible thing of the machine reporting on Brexit in a. It's a fake news, but it was like you could it could it sounded perfectly real, and and so one of the reasons they're holding this is because they realize that this could be used to game all kinds of things because you could post zillions of like fake like user reviews for products using something like this, for example. That's called G2 Crowd, isn't it? Right, yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I guess G2 Crowd isn't a, a Digonomica podcast sponsor of this uh, juncture, folks. <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can we could talk about that as well. I mean, there's so much crap out there. It's right. unreal, isn't it? You know. But I think it's interesting when you when you start pushing the envelope here where where the lines get blurred because up until this point, we've been able to make pretty clear distinctions on oh, you know, a machine can't create something credible. And, you know, look, I mean, that wasn't exactly Orwellian quality l- lyrics right there, but it's interesting. I mean, it, it poses interesting challenges, and I think part of part of what we have to do at Diginomica is okay. to figure out how this affects companies, not sure. just individuals. Sure. So that's what we're trying to figure out. So the other thing that I've been observing over the course of the last week or two is the, um, the growth in the number of independent reports around certain technology, right? So we've had the whole Raven Intel thing with HR tech, which has caused quite a bit of a stir, hasn't it? And um, uh, we're starting to find out just how sensitive vendors are to criticism. Uh, 
Um, and um, I've seen Eric Kimberling from Third Stage today talking about, you know, have you been accentured? <laughs> In other words, have the large SIs frozen out all the independent people so that there's no real objective view on what's going on in implementations. Um, Josh Greenbaum's been a bit antsy as well, if memory serves. What was he banging on about? Well, he, he composed a lyric poem, an epic oh, lyrical yes. Shakespearean poem. Uh, uh, in that case, a, kind of a devastating indictment of, of SAP technology versus its supposed customer sort of uh, obsession, customer focus it's supposed to be having. And I don't know. I mean, to me, I, the way I look at this is I... I think that that there's a natural erosion of a certain way of doing things in the enterprise where you were where com- vendors were used to paying uh, all kinds of entities to, to publish positive research and data that reinforce their position. Sure. And that's that's starting to crumble a little bit. I think and I, th- and I personally I welcome that. I mean, that's the inevitable role of transparency, and that's what companies like Raven Intel are accelerating, which yeah. is look, this is, this is what people really think about your firm and how you implement. You know, we've seen rating systems for everything else. Why don't we see it for systems and integrators? Yeah. You know, instead of, instead of putting out quadrants on stone tablets, why not rate these firms for what they're actually delivering? And I think for some that's terrifying, and I think others are going to welcome it. And what I think is also interesting around this is that analysts from some of those very, very large firms have been surprised at what's been come out, right? It's like, oh, Really? And it's like, well, actually, if you'd been paying attention, you'd know this shit anyway, right? So, I mean, that's, those are just two examples. I mean, two or three examples. I mean, our good old buddy Vinnie Merchandani has decided that he's having another crack at the, <laughs> the ERP space and saying it's no longer ERP, but accounting and CRM. And it's like, yeah, obviously people need to do more there, but it's, um, it's a minefield for, for both the vendors and the buyers at the end of the day, I think. So, an upper edge. They just don't leave anybody alone, do they? They are relentless. Upredge has been killing killing people and going after vendors hard. And the reason they can do that is because they're not funded by any vendor money, yep. and which is very unusual for a consultant practice like that. Yep. And they they let it rip. Yep. And yep. you know, t- to me, I welcome it. I don't agree with everything that I see out of these outlets, but but. This is the transparent conversation that I think buyers crave, um, and they don't get enough of it. And 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 what I would say to firms that, that don't like where this is headed is buckle up, because this is where this is headed. It's not going anywhere. No. No. I, I mean, we have we have a dog in this game in the sense that you and I and Phil, one of our colleagues, and Brian, another of our colleagues, and Kurt, another of our colleagues, um, they do attend as independents on a number of these events and. You know, to give the the vendors credit, they have allowed us inside the tent, right? Um, They don't necessarily like what we have to say when we get inside the tent, but at least we're inside the tent, which was never the case 10 years ago. So I guess in some senses, the the walls are cracking to a degree, um, but where this goes is anybody's guess, I suppose. Yeah, I did a satirical piece on how to screw up a vendor analyst day that made fun of a lot of the the excesses of these events. And... Uh, behind the scenes, uh, someone told me, like, you better watch what you say. You won't get invited to any of these events. And I was like, hey, I could use the free time. Um, but the, the invites keep keep coming. And I think, but but yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to be comfortable with it. I mean, the way I think about it is that it's getting harder and harder to pay for influence. You have to earn influence. Sure. 
and, and you earn influence through credibility. Yeah. And, and, and look, vendors can achieve that credibility also. It's just a change in mindset. Hire really smart people and, and put them out there in a public way helping people solve problems. It's pretty simple. And provide people like us with really good case studies. Yeah, I mean, we, give us customers. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've yelled about for 20, 30 years, and it would appear that at least some vendors are, are finally understanding that, that, that it's important. Yeah? You, you have to have a customer, because at the end of the day, you know, guys like you and I, I mean, we can rant on all day long. I mean, we can praise people all day long if we choose, but customers buy from customers. And the more of those great stories that get out there, then the happy, well, the happier I am. Yeah, and in case it sounds like we, uh, we all have it figured out here at Diginomica, we don't. <laughs> no. It's just that the one thing we're willing to do is to have a really public, transparent conversation around how, how, what we're good at, what we suck at, and, and, and basically have a talk with, with buyers as well around what they're looking for and yeah. try to meet that. And I, and I think that what the vendors need also to understand is that we buy technology too, right? So right. it's as important to us as it is to anybody else. Absolutely. Okay. Right. We've been yapping for 13 minutes. Probably 12 minutes we've too long. It, yeah. We've exceeded it. <laughs> By about 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe the editing studio will help there. Uh, hmm. Okay, boys and girls, I think we're going to call it a draw at that. And uh, John and I are now going to go off and have a bit of dinner. And then on Sunday or Monday, he flies back over the water to Snowfield, East Coast, America, I think. Looking Isn't that right, John? Looking forward to it. Looking forward yep. to it? Yeah. Like a hole in the head? Like a hole in the head. Okay, boys and girls, see you later. Bye-bye.